and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read? We read or listened to Emily Goes to Exeter by M.C. Beaton. I listened to it. I listened to it for half of it and then I read the other half because I was like, too slow. (laughs) (laughs) So this is by the same author who wrote Hamish Macbeth and Agatha Raisin. Agatha Raisin, yeah. And particularly I think Agatha Raisin is the Yes, it would be a kind of sister, yeah, of it for sure. So, Kimberly. Yes, I can do the spoiler free. Okay, you go for it. You have to do the setting. So this is a, it's like 1800. Yeah. So it's in the very middle of the Napoleonic Wars, just Correct. sort of after the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. And it's set in England, obviously, the title, she's going to Exeter. She is. And Emily is not the main character of the story. Well, Who is the main character of the story? So it's the first instalment of the Travelling Matchmaker series, which follows Hannah Pym. And so... Miss. Miss Hannah Pym. God. And so she basically, with the very first, so this book, Emily Goes to Exeter, opens with a funeral. It's the death of Miss Pym's employer, and she is the housekeeper in his manor house and has been pretty much worked there her whole career so far. Yeah, she started as like a scullery maid and worked yep. her way up. Miss, and Mr. Clarence. Mr. Clarence. And Mr. Mrs. Clarence had left Mr. Clarence many years ago. Ran off with a footman. Ran off with a footman. (gasps) Mr. Clarence was always quite a depressive kind of person, and after Mrs. Clarence left, he became very reclusive, and so didn't throw many parties. Not many people had met Hannah Pym, and then he passed away. So Sir George Clarence, his uh, older brother? Yes. Comes to clear out the estate and manage the kind of, you know, will reading. The will reading and blah, blah, blah. In the course of that, Mr. Clarence, her employer, was not a mean man, and Hannah Pym had really stuck by him through the years and had been a very loyal and excellent servant. And so he leaves her a bequest of £5,000. And pretty much it means that if she's thoughtful and careful, she can do most anything she wants and not have to work anymore. Well, as a comparison, the in Pride and Prejudice, Bingley is considered very wealthy and he has 5000 a year and yes. he can, like, have grand manor houses. And yes. the, the Bennets have £800 a year. Yes. So she is able to – will be able to support herself quite wonderfully on £5,000. She's kind of blown away by this massive sum of money. And over the years where she has kind of missed – the parties and company that they used to entertain in the house when Mrs. Clarence was there. Mm. Over the years, she has taken up this habit of standing at the window as the stagecoach rolls by early every morning. They call it the flying machine. It's a really fast and affordable way for literally any kind of person to travel all over England and see all of England. And she's quite a proper woman in her mid-early 40s. Average looking, average person. And she decides that what she wants to do with her money and her freedom, this autonomy that she's been granted by this bequest, is travel on the flying machine. Travel for the sake of travel. Just for the sake of travel, which kind of blows everybody's mind because travel isn't particularly comfortable. The stagecoach is not particularly comfortable. Why would you do it if you don't have to? Yeah. But Hannah Pym just 
is like, yes, this is my calling. So she rents tiny little rooms and moves out of, you know, the house that's being closed up and Sir George is deciding what he's going to do with it. And he basically kind of takes, she's odd, and so he kind of takes a liking to her and is like, come back and see me when you tell, finish. Tell and me the tell story me your of your adventures. Yes. But he also, like, he's he's very kind and he lets her take whatever clothes she wants from the Yes. He's un- like, go and take Mrs. Wardrobes. Clarence's, take all of her stuff away, blah, blah, blah. No, she's not coming back. So... Hannah goes to Exeter, is the first voyage on the stagecoach that she books, and she meets a young woman, Emily. So each of the volumes then throughout the whole series, all six of them, are different voyages that she goes on. And she's just a meddler from being a housekeeper for so long. She just meddles in people's lives. She just wants to organise everybody else and sort out all of the very silly young people who, for happiness who should just have happiness and things should be proper so she likes putting together like people who would suit nicely <laughs> uh, and so the coach gets kind of laid has up an accident. has an accident and they end up snowed in at an inn. Such a classic Georgette Heyer like plot point. Yes, absolutely. Love it. I love snowed in at an inn. Yes. It's the best thing for like Christmas novellas yep. and everything like that. It's so good. And so they all kind of bond as a set of coach passengers and she gets to know everyone on the coach because she's kind of nosy like that. She keeps it not not a massive secret that she was once in service. So it's not like she keeps it this deadly secret, but she is... In this book, she doesn't really tell anyone until she's like, people are like, wow, she's used to organising large things. And someone goes, I think that she was a housekeeper. And then she fesses up, but she's not... Yeah. So... She um, wants to be a lady. She wants to be... Yes, she kind of wants to be a lady. Absolutely. At any rate, she goes on an adventure and people fall in love. The end. Because no. because Travelling Matchmaker. Travelling Matchmaker. Oh, there are six books yes. in that series, so it's and achievable. Basically, anything else, they're not very long. Like I said, they're kind of volumes. Yeah, if you outline anymore, anymore, it's the whole it's the narrative. Whole <laughs> and what's the point? So, But to be honest, the plot is not, I don't think, is the central seller of any of the books. I don't think, like, their amazing, miraculous plots are why you would sign up. But I will save that for my recommendation or not. Amy, what did you think of The Travelling Matchmaker, Emily Goes to Exeter? So I listened to it initially. I thought it was audiobook. a good audiobook. It was a great audiobook. Really good performance. I did four and a half. It was four and a half hours long. I got about halfway through it on the aeroplane and then I fell asleep because aeroplane – Fair. And that I wanted to know what happened, so I um, rented the book from the library so I could read quicker than the yes. audiobook was reading to me. I struggle to listen to audiobooks when I don't. When, when I'm I not doing something. No, when I'm not doing something else. But that's my struggle is if I don't know what the story is yeah. already, I find it difficult to. I have to be doing something focus. else. I have to be doing dishes, cooking. You have like to have no other walking choice. the dog, doing. I have to. Yeah. If as soon as I finish up for the night and can sit down. To read, I cannot listen to an audiobook. I have to read a physical book. Yeah, mine is a speed-based thing. Yeah, that's fair. Because I don't want a chipmunk reading the audiobook to me. No. And I want to Anything above 1.5 is hilarious. That, I think, is a a good sign, the fact that I was like, too slow. I need to know what happens because it was fun. This was such a fun book. Yeah. And the characters were – Miss Pym was great. I found the sort of romantic heroine quite irritating. She grew. That was the point. She did, yeah. The whole point of it is that she grows as 
like she matures. Yes. And that's how she's then able she to just find needed someone ever after yeah, to, to be the catalyst right. yes. of finding that maturity because she's this bit sort of surly girl at yes. the beginning of it. I haven't read the to be completely honest, I read this and then I skipped to the end and read book six. <gasps> ah! Wow, I am aghast. Because I had an inkling of things that might be happening and I was like, I need to know. So I read book six. I'll go in and fill the gaps. <laughs> Don't worry, I will. Because I enjoyed it and I really enjoyed some of those characters. So I like Hannah. She sparkles. She sparkles. She really does. And it's a really beautiful kind I of way to describe her. enjoy her confidence. She's never been – she's not, like, repressed or suppressed. No. She's just – She's been very content being but, a housekeeper. Yes, absolutely. But now she's like, I'm going to take these opportunities. And I love, she basically wants to talk to people on the stagecoach and find other people's stories. She's just curious. She is so curious about other people around her. It's really wonderful. She wants them to be happy. But there's a section in it where people are like, things just happen to her. <laughs> Yes. Well, it's very – no, that's not in this one, though. Oh, isn't it? No. I just, this isn't in Emily Goes to Exeter. Is that one of the – That's in the last one. Oh, right. Is when people are like, what is going on? Like, I went on a stagecoach journey. None Nothing of that happened, happened to, to me. me. I Like, we got there. It was it was dank. It stank. It was horrible. And then I got to my destination, whereas she's always effect. like, highwaymen and rowdy, 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 rowdy. But that's, because that's the last book. Because by that point, people are like, she's been on five of these journeys. Just for the sake of it, because mm. she hasn't been on it to that direction. So I thought it was a wonderful little way to enjoy a quaint Regency set romance, but it wasn't the romance wasn't the main point. No. It was spending time with Miss Pym and her worldview. Yes. And I really liked that she is the way that we sort of view these little romances that she matchmakes because she's the traveling matchmaker and yeah. there wasn't just one in emily goes to exeter because she's no. like oh people people she who... likes to pair off everyone mm, she, she pairs could. off as many people as as feasibly possible because she wants people to be happy and yeah. content and, and she wants them to have love yeah. yeah and it was really cute and beautiful yeah. and i totally recommend it i'll listen to it again and i've chosen the word listen deliberately because i think it will be a really nice Such like one a of good my length audiobook i really like Cutting patterns, yep. sewing yep. to Georgette Heyer novels, mm-hmm. but I can't just listen to Georgette Heyer novels. I need other things you in do. my And bookshelf. these are frivolous and short. This is, you know, finish a project. Yeah. This is like a day. This is a it's great a afternoon. Yes, that's right. With a complete narrative. So yes. recommend you, thoughts. Me, thoughts. So this was another, I've had a couple of them over the summer break that were recommends from the library. Good old so library. I feel like algorithm. the Brisbane City Council library algorithm is just really, it's really understanding. We're understanding each other in 2023. I listened to the audiobook for Emily Goes to Exeter. I really liked Miss Pym. I really, really like Hannah. And I thought she was weirdly proper, but she also, oh, see, okay, I'm going to say this is tough because I binged all of them. <laughs> So in my head, I'm like, oh, was that in Emily Goes to Exeter or was that That's why I'm here, who haven't binged all of them. I just read two, the beginning and the end. The beginning and the end. So she is strong and stalwart and very 
English. I think in that kind of 1800s definition of the term English. And I really enjoyed kind of watching her character develop. Yeah. And there she goes on a really big character arc over the six books in the series. Yeah. And that is something that stays with me now when I'm thinking back on having series. read them on the, as a series. Emily Goes to Exeter was the, probably one of the more contained of the books because they kind of like got snowed in at the inn and then everything kind of happened there. I yeah. thought it was a really good introduction to the character and how okay. she worked because of that sense of containment. And they get kind of more and more almost fantastical and ridiculous and you're like, well, how is this still happening to you, Hannah, as the books go on? But right, so, so it'll be a nice trajectory to get me yes. back up to Yvonne Goes to York. Where exactly, like, where you're like, wow! oh, my God, so much has happened. Yeah, you missed a lot um, in going like that. I like that she is fallible and actually has that sense of offering growth. So she's mm. also not just like a cliche caricature of She's not like the meddling, fairy godmother who yeah, gets it Yeah, like all the right. meddling housekeeper or whatever. Emily and her lord I thought were quite fun and their narrative was engaging, but I think the world is what got me. Oh, even over the all six books, but particularly like even in this one as well, I think the world of like 1800s, early 1800s England and the introduction of the stagecoach and the effect that had on intermingling between the classes. Yeah, that was very interesting. That was she was, talks about it's the great democratizer. Of yes. And they talk about it a lot. And all the way through the books, there's these little kind of offshoots where you spend like, you know, a couple of pages or in this case, maybe like 10, 15 minutes or whatever, talking about like the history of a place or the effect this has had on class or the proper way to do something. And I haven't done enough research to be able to say, oh, it was so historically accurate. Well done. But it felt felt like it. But it felt real. So It felt really real and engrossing. And I thoroughly enjoyed being in that world with that character. I, when I think back on it, Remember the World and Miss Pym's Sparkle. Yeah. Emily and her Lord are really sort of beigey. They just were like oh, there and things happened. Interchangeable. It was about Miss Pym. Yeah. Sparkle Pym, the world, and then some of the other characters who I really like. Yeah. I would thoroughly recommend it. I absolutely love it. Whole series? Whole, I would recommend the whole yeah. series. Okay. It is well worth a read all the way through. It's really satisfying. So if you, particularly because romance is teased in the first book or not so much romance but a connection, I guess, is teased in yes. the first well, book. Yes, that's why I was like, and yes. book six. There's no need to <laughs> skip to the end. I can tell you, dear listener, that your patience in going one, two, three, four, five, six will be rewarded. (laughs) And it's not a spoiler and it's just what you would, it would really anything else and you've been kind of betrayed by NCB. You can see it in book one. But it's fun and the process of getting there is lovely. And because none of the books feel particularly arduous, I loved all of them kind of equally. There's a few that maybe I enjoyed more, but certainly on a reread, I think I would start from Emily Goes to Exeter and go all the way through. Oh, yeah. I thought because it contextualised Hannah. It does. Really nicely. And there's and a couple of characters who carry on and makes more sense if you read things in order for this one. So, thank you so much for joining us once again. I'm going to cut Amy off because otherwise she'll just rant at us for ages. I will not. This no. is unjust. I was kidding. You're so mean. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with us. Join us again next week. We'll bring you more spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations, hopefully as fun as this one. And until then, happy, happy reading! reading. 
And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.